This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Welcome you here today if you're in the house or maybe you're watching or you're going to tune in later to Passion Church. I'm Pastor Sandy, Pastor Bruce, and we've been ministering uh, this month on and your household, believing for our households to be saved and to coming into the kingdom. We actually are number three, and uh, this one is we're going to talk some about the compassion of God. I think we've lost that word a lot. You know, we want God to have compassion on us, but do we have it on one another? Amen? So, Father, right now, we just ask you, God, oh, Father, let your words go forth today. Let hearts be opened. Let there be seeds be planted that bring forth life, God, renewing expectations. Let them, Father, see you in a different way today. Let them receive compassion and be able to give compassion. Oh, God, we thank you, God, today that your word will go forth. Seeds will be planted and lives will be changed in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. All right, the first scripture we're going to look at there was Acts 16.31, which has basically been our... uh, base scripture that we've been reading, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you, excuse me, and your household. You know, uh, like I said today, I want us to look a little bit about the compassion of God. You know, when we think of compassion, I think we think of things like kindness and sympathy, you know, but there's a lot deeper meaning in this word, compassion. The origin of the word helps us grasp more fully, the breadth and the depth of this powerful word. Its root is the Latin word compati, meaning suffer with. Suffer with. Compassion means someone else's suffering becomes yours and mine. Think about that. Their pain becomes your pain. Their condition becomes our condition. You know, a lot of times you'll hear us say around here, you know, because this is something Pastor Bruce and I took us a while, not in the beginning of when we got saved, you know, but we had to finally come to an agreement first of inviting God into our marriage and in our lives, you know, and then we started treating each other a whole lot different because every time we thought about saying something bad or negative or in doubt, we'd say, "Uh uh-oh, who's standing right there? Who am I going to say it to first? I'm going to say it to Jesus first, so I need to be paying attention to what I'm saying. But then we started telling each other, you know what? We win together and we lose together. We're together in the good times and in the bad. And just like here as a church family, we win together and we lose together. You know, when you're winning, we need to be up there saying, praise God, me too. We're in the me too line, blessing one another, being happy for one another and lifting one another up. When someone's going through something, we need to be standing right there again and praying for them and saying, I'm lifting you up. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, be there for your brother and sister. Don't push them down further. They don't need you to kick them down. The world does that every day. As a believer, we need to have real compassion to love one another and lift one another up and be understanding. You know, you're not always the most likable person, neither am I. You're not the most happiest person, neither am I. You're not perfect. We are not perfect. As soon as we walked through the church door, it became imperfect. A lot of people say, well, I don't want to go to church because there's so many imperfect people. Well, you're one of them. I'm one of them. Amen. We don't come in here to be perfect. We come in here to receive the love of God and then give the love of God. But, you know, sometimes you have bad days and so do other people. So can we show a little bit sometimes of extra understanding and mercy that maybe you don't know what they're going through? So maybe when they snubbed you when you walked in the door, maybe they didn't even realize it because they were so involved in what was going on in their life, they didn't even realize they walked by you. 
And right away you said, well, look, they didn't even pay any attention to me. They didn't even greet me today. The pastors must not like me. They didn't shake my hand or say nothing to me. Well, maybe somebody else needed it more than you. See, let's look through the eyes of Jesus. Let's begin to hear with the ears of the Lord. Let's begin to feel with the heart of God. Amen. In Psalms 145, 8 and 9 in the NLT, it says, The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. That same scripture in the Passion Translation says, You're kind and tender-hearted to those who don't deserve it and very patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. God, everyone sees your goodness for your tender love is blended into everything you do. Do we not need to have the love of God blended into our lives and everything we do and say, look, we're not going to do it right every time. We're not going to be perfect every time. But we need to be striving to say, God, help me to love better. Help me to love more. Help me to forgive. Help me to move on so that people are drawn to my life, not repelled from it. That people will want to know more about you and not less. Let's get in the love. Let's get in the love of God. Amen. In Isaiah 54:10, it says, For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but the, even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord who has mercy on you. Oh, thank God, thank God that God don't stop loving me and caring about me every time I mess up and make a mistake. Amen. Let's do that same thing for others. If we're supposed to be like Jesus, let's try to do what Jesus does for us. Amen. Well, that was really good, Mom. <laughs> I'll let you go now. <laughs> There's a reason why she goes first in the love department. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you know, and God will put wonderful people uh, in our life and create situations to exercise us in the most important thing. The Bible says uh, that love never fails. So if we want to live a, a, you know, a life that we would, that would be successful, then that would be the love life. And the one thing to be successful in uh, where life is concerned, both spiritual and natural, would be how's your love life. That's the measure of our growth and maturity, you know. That's going to be the measure of the depth and the richness uh, of our life is our love life. You know, while, uh, and I appreciate uh, Pastor uh, Ron and uh, Kelly and the worship team this morning, you know. Uh, when I went to the farm this morning, my my um, I, th I thought about this scripture, and it wasn't anything that I read in the Bible reading time or anything like that. It was just came up <clears throat> in my thinking. Uh, I knew it was God speaking and pulling on my heart. That's the reason why you need to read your Bible every day, you know. Uh, it's just like going to the grocery store. You know, some of it you're going to use now, but if you're wise, you get a little extra. This is a year of extra oil, you know, get a little, get a little extra, a little more, be prepared, see. Anyway, the scripture is like, you know, uh, my heart just cried out, see, you know, the, in the Old Testament, there's the, they had the bread of the presence, and it was to be replaced daily, fresh, every day, the bread of his presence, the, the, uh, and I, you know, and my heart cry was, Lord, I just, I don't want my relationship with you, my love uh, for you, my praise uh, for you, my appreciation of you to grow stale. I, can't, I cannot live on, you know, yesterday's stuff. 
uh, I, I need, I, I, I want it to be fresh. And I want it to be fresh again like back when, you know, uh, I was a kid. Life was fresh. Dreams were fresh. Hope was fresh, especially when you met Jesus. You didn't know anything except God loves me and I'm forgiven. And it's not anything I could say to you. You know, while we were, I'm, get, I'm going somewhere with this. Is it okay? <laughs> oh, um, I, you know, when Pastor Ron began to sing that song, I said, there's the fresh bread right there, see? And, you know, l- listen, love is the lifeline. And, and, and let me give you some scripture uh, for this, because a lot of times we'll find ourselves in situations you're going to find your family in situations. You're believing for, you know, they need you to stay believing if they're ever going to be a believer. You need to live like a believer if you're ever going to see them through to their, them having a relationship with God. You mind, your, you mind your relationship with God. Okay? Don't let that grow sour. Don't let that grow stale. Don't let that get stagnant. Amen? Fresh bread, fresh water. It's all, it's fresh with the Lord. New with the Lord. His mercies are new every morning. <clears throat> if love is the lifeline because this is what the, the devil tries so much to trash and to, to cut you and I off uh, from, um, you know, from the love of God. Or more importantly, the Bible says, believing the love that God has for us. Faith worketh by love. Faith, we can have faith, but it won't, your faith won't be working if it's not believing in the love of God. Now let me show you some things here. Just out of the message, but I was real quick. It says this. It says, God knew, this is out of the Romans, the 8th chapter, 29th. Uh, verse starting there it says God knew what he was doing from the very beginning he decided from the onset to shape our lives those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son this uh, the son at the the son stands first in the line of humanity he restored Everybody say restoration. restoration. We see the original intended shape of our lives there in him. Oh, what, what, what did Jesus, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him, on him, would not perish but have everlasting life. All right. The son, Jesus shows us this is what it means to be loved by God. And this is how you love God back. This is how a father loves a son, loves you. And this is how you as a son or daughter love God back. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You know that he is well pleased with you. You are the beloved of God. All right, now listen. God doesn't change his his original intended shape for our lives. We're shaped by love. Now, have you ever been bent out of shape? You ever love someone that they got in trouble and then you got bent out of shape? Let me read a little bit further here. It says this. He followed God after God made that decision of what his children should be like. He followed it up by calling people by name. And after he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end, gloriously completed what he had begun. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? Now, 
Remember, this is, we're looking at how God loves us, love being the lifeline, even when, you know, ha, have you ever took out your own knife and sabotaged yourself and just decided, you know what, the devil's right, you can't trust God and cut the line? I'm quitting. It's fine to quit, just take two weeks before you do it. Amen. Before you give your notice, take two weeks to think about it. My, it, it, you know, I mean, it might, uh, it, it might help you. Amen. I've told God a lot of times I'm quitting. He goes, it's all right. You know, let's just, you know, uh, think about it for, you know, write your letter of resignation and make sure you word it correctly. But let's wait a couple of weeks on this one, shall we? Fair enough. Took the pressure off, you know what I'm saying. At least God knew how you felt. Uh, let's, let's read down a little bit. It says, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would even dare point a finger? Now, remember, the devil's going to point a finger at you, and he's going to point a finger at the ones that you love, that don't want to be loved, that are acting ugly, that are that are got everything and everyone all bent out of shape, that are rejecting God, so you feel like they're rejecting you. Listen now, love will never fail. So don't let that fail. Keep on loving them. Love them through trouble. You have to love people in trouble, and you have to love people through trouble. Love is the lifeline. Isn't that right? I mean, even if they don't, you know, the Bible says God throws those those cords of love around us, lassos us with his love, and he keeps keeps a hold of that. Mm -hmm. Even if we're struggling and fighting and going the uh, other way, you're going to believe for people to get, don't think the devil's going to say, oh, no problem. Look, you want... Uh, you know, you want your family to be saved? Okay. Yeah, I just give up. Here. Uh, ain't no, no. We live in a, in a war for the hearts and souls, are you listening, of mankind specifically for your sons and daughters, your family, your brothers and sisters, you first of all, then them. I'm not giving any glory to the devil, but, you know, at this same point in time, realize that, that you know, he want his original intent because he could not mess with God. He messes with God's image. He messes with the ones that God loves. If he can't get you, he'll attack your children. Attack your, those closest to you. Are you listening? To mess you up, but love is the lifeline. Yes. Now, I don't love the devil. Now, I'm going to deal with him. Mr. Jack, you best. If you don't want to get cut every which way but Sunday, all the way to Sunday through Sunday and then to the next week. Yes. Amen. I learned early on. I go there in the Psalms. Them are fighting words. Boy, I'll tell you what. Let the devil, let the angel of the Lord persecute him. Let his way be sli- dark and slippery. Amen. Amen. David said, I beat them to dust, then I scraped up the dust and powdered them before it was said and done. And there weren't nothing left uh, that before I got done. It's good news to know you have a recourse in things. Let me go down a little bit further. Who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Now remember, the devil will dare to. See? But look at who we send. He goes, God says, you're messing with me when you're messing with one of my children. So when you claim your family for God, when the devil's messing with them, you're messing with one that you have claimed for. And you claim them by the blood of Jesus that God made them by right of creation. You know, Sam has said many times, I heard her say it to our children. She said, I made you. I brought you in. I'll take you out. I have the right and the might because I'm your mama. I made you understand. You mess with me, I'm on. Are you hearing? I said, where'd she get that? That was the Holy Ghost. God said, you know, you mess with mine. Now, I can mess with them. You ain't going to mess with them now. Understand? God owns us by way of creation. 
He didn't, he didn't give up on Adam and Eve, and he won't give up on you just because it gets all messed up. Now, let's go a little further. It says, who would even dare to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Have you ever prayed about people and you're praying to the one that, that prays for people? And so, you know, while you're pointing your finger that he's sticking up for them, say, yeah, but you know you'd been a lot worse if you was them. Yes. But for the grace of God. Yes. You're complaining about them, pointing one finger to them, four pointing back to you. We're talking about compassion. You know, understand, you know, don't take it personally when people reject you. Yes. You know, if you're if you're trying to represent God, you're trying to l- let love be. You don't know. Folks messed up. People just messed up. It's okay. Look in the mirror and just say, you know, you messed up. I mean, you're messed up. It ain't no wonder you messed up. I forgive you. God forgave me, so I'm going to forgive you too. I'm not talking about somebody else. I'm talking about you. Amen. Because about the time we're telling him about them, we got our own stuff, don't we? Amen. We'd be reminded to be merciful because we needed mercy. We still need mercy. You know, the further you go with God, the more messed up you find out. How deep that runs. Amen. The deeper you go uh, with God. And I suggest that you do go deep with God. You know, the Bible talks about the different kind of soils. I won't go too far in that, but you know. Shallow folks that have no root, tumbleweeds, just tumble in, tumble out, tumble on. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Just blown about uh, with the wind. How sad to never be somewhere and be settled and build something solid and lasting. Amen. Are you listening? Lifelong. Friendships and relationships, amen. Even churchships, you know, when we came uh, here, we understood that this would be a life assignment. Why? Because we were, we were faithful to our assignment that we had before that absolutely was totally committed to the place that thought it was a lifetime assignment. I mean, God just had to do everything but, you know, uh, translate us. But eventually, you know, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, now, that some of the reason of that is that, uh, now I'll go forward in that, you know. Hallelujah. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? Now, there's the point. That's where the devil will try to get in. Love is a lifeline, so he's got to cut that lifeline. See, so when all else fails, see, every reason you ain't been good enough, they're not doing right, this and that, everything's gone wrong. All just seems like since I started praying for them, for them and for me, all hell is broken loose. Well, rejoice, hell is breaking loose. Yes. yes. Amen. Hit it again. Take the hammer of the word and hit the rock yes, again. Yes. Amen. Let hell break all the way loose and get them. Stay, stay with it. But realize, realize that the devil's trying to drive a wedge where us and the love. There's no way, no, not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in the scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. It says none of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Now, how do you embrace us? I'm not letting you go to hell. If you go to hell, it's over my blood, over my dead body, over a resurrection, over an empty tomb, over every angel in heaven, and in the face of every devil in hell, I'm not going to let you go. Not trouble, not hard times, not tough times, not high, not low, nothing, and no one is going to keep me from fulfilling my assignment. I'm believing all the way, loving you all the way. If you make your bed in hell, and sometimes we make our bed 
in hell here on the earth, don't we? He said, don't worry, you look around, there I am to deliver you. Now, if you're going to believe for your family, this is the kind of love commitment you have to have. And love can be committed. This, this junk that runs around today, I love you, but. Ain't no but in no love. You're just loving the but. You know what I'm saying? You can get beyond your chemical self, your biological, whatever you got. Amen. I'm more than a piece of meat. Hunk a chunk of burning love now. You understand that, don't you? Hunk a chunk of burning. But you know, after a while, ain't nothing left but embers. Isn't that right? <laughs> ain't like it was when we was 20 or 34. But love, committed love, amen. Oh, y'all hear worse than that. You've been looking at your nasty little self. Now, help yourself. Take some soap, wash yourself out where that's concerned, amen. God celebrated making us male and female. The devil perverted something wonderful and something good, isn't that right? Amen, it's a good thing. Hallelujah. You just get your thinking on right where that. <laughs> well, but Pastor, you don't look like no hunk of chunk of burning love. You're not supposed to love me in that way, but this one right here, Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you, I say, you know, we need to get your eyes checked. But <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it's a committed love. That, that trouble and hard times and all kinds of stuff has come to drive a wedge in that. But it has gotten stronger and deeper and will last longer. And that's, listen, and because of that, we understand that. See, you know, we want our children to be successful. We need to be successful. Amen? Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter up, down, all around. See, we stood for something. And having done all, we are standing. If I, if I lock onto something, you ain't gonna, you are not, I got a life grip on it. You understand? Not a death grip. The devil will have to lose. It's impossible that death should hold Jesus because God's love had a lifeline on him. Pulled him up out of hell, sin, and death in the grave. Love overcame all. Love will never fail. God got you, he can get them. But you got to agree with God. I've gone to preaching here way off out into the stuff. Amen. Did it get in the weeds or are we out in the wheat field? Glory to God. All right. One more thing. It's because of the way Jesus has embraced us. See, he embraced us with, I ain't never going to let you go. Amen. You know, we, people may quit us, but we still not never quit people. Love them, forgive them. I mean, you know, you're, the blessing of God on you so that you can be a blessing is too important to the purpose and plan of God for you to get, for you to act, react ugly to ugly. Who am I talking to today? I mean, I feel somebody with some ugly all over you. you we, just, we just put enough heat on you, ugly come up. you just thinking right now, yeah, there they are. Yeah, what they done to me. Let it go. It ain't worth it. They are worthy of the blood of Jesus. But that junk that the devil told that wedge, that wedge, are you listening? It ain't worth it. It just isn't worth it. Amen. It's not worth it. And this is how you'll be successful in your relationship with God, how you'll be successful in your relationship with one another, how you'll be successful in church. Well, I don't need the church. Oh, you, you, well, then you don't need the Word of God. Love is the lifeline. The reason church is Jesus' idea. He, we come uh, to church because God loves to talk to us corporately as a family. He loves the gathering together. And if we don't love it like he loved, we just do without it. Isn't that right? Oh, life is too precious to do it all by your own ugly little self. I'm not being mean, but you know, you, when you just want to be by yourself, well, you know, when Sandy and I, you know, every once in a while the wedge will come, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, so it's like, well, well, I'm, I just want to be by myself. Leave me alone. 
Some of you smiling out there. What's the first reaction? Leave me alone. Well, God said it's not good to be left alone. First of all, you become your own point of reference. Because while you're being left alone, you know what she did to you. You see how she didn't want to make you no breakfast. Didn't even care. Don't even care about the little dog. Don't want to cook a little dog an egg. If the little do- let the little dog starve. And you too. Amen. See? <laughs> you probably ought to jump in here after a while. You no, you know, you, you're laughing because, see, that's what happened, don't it? Is it? Is it? We get all off by ourselves, and when we're off all by ourselves, leave me alone. Who ain't leaving you alone? Now the devil's moved in. Accusing everything and everyone, alone with your own thoughts, become your own point of reference. I'm so glad I'm, I, Sandy does not allow me to be my own point of reference. Amen. 63 years old. I'm going to farm. Brush your teeth. Why do you have to tell me to brush my teeth every morning? Because I love you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. You want to read that one? Yeah. Will you talk to him? Will you say anything during that? Psalms 103. <laughs> Amen. Psalms 103, verses 8 through 14 in the message. It's powerful in the message. It says this, God is sheer mercy and grace, not easily angered. He's rich in love. He doesn't endlessly nag or scold. There you go. He doesn't endlessly nag or scold, nor hold grudges forever. He doesn't treat us as our sin deserves, nor pay us back in full for our wrongs. Have we, or, or, do we have wrongs? Do things go wrong? Do people we love do wrong? We also realize that we do wrong. That we live in a world heading the wrong direction, wrong things. I mean, you know, sin is wrong. Why is sin wrong? Not because it offends. You know why the offense to God is? It is, the, is meant, it is an inroad for the devil. It's access to the devil in our life. Sin separates us from God's ability are you listening? Uh, for, from God's ability to help us in the way that he wants us. And sin flies in the face of the love of God. That's what it does. It, it's offensive to God because the original one, the devil could have said it this way. He goes, you know what? God doesn't love you. He holding out on you. If he really loved you, he knows that if, you, if, if he really loved you, he would let you eat. Of every tree. Remember he said, did God really say he can't eat every tree? She said, no, we need all of it. But this one here, he said, don't do it. You know. Now that's a test. If we love God, we'll trust God's judgment for our life. That it wasn't because he didn't want them to know the difference between good and evil. He didn't want them to learn it from the evil side. He wanted them to know it from the good side. From the good side. The same way, how many of you, you know, would like to learn about counterfeit bills by getting a counterfeit $100 bill back when you cash your check. And then you go find out at Walmart, they don't want it. It ain't no good. Are you listening? Amen. Wouldn't it be better, you know, uh, if you found out that from the good side? Amen. Rather than the bad side, pay the price. That would just be evil, wouldn't it? To trick you and, and, and you'd suffer hurt where that's concerned. That's the original intent of God. He always loves us. He always wants the best for us. Even when he says, now that one right there. Yeah, but God, he looks so fine. He talks so smooth. He likes me, God. God says, I don't like him because he don't love me. And he ain't going to love you like I want him to love you. And you leave him alone. Who I be talking to today? (laughs) Isn't that right? You know what I'm saying. 
Amen. But now, you know, I mean, we had to learn to love like God loved, didn't we, in our relationship? We didn't. We loved one another naturally, but dear God, talk about messed up. I mean, if God, if we hadn't, you know, if we hadn't let God love us and then relearn what it is to love one another, we wouldn't, you know. Because I, I could hold the grudge. How about you? No, no, you, you were this part. You were endlessly nagging and scolding, and I held the grudge forever. <laughs> Moving along, and oh, you know what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you what now. Best thing that ever happened to me apart from Jesus was you. Amen. David said in one place, he said, man, I got a good thing going. I ain't letting go now. Some of you are looking for another one. Honey, treat the one you got good. Drive your, drive your old car. Amen. 57 Chevy's a classic. You got, to, you got to wait long enough for it to become a classic. Amen. This ain't no ordinary everyday girl. Hallelujah. Not 140-something years. How, how many? 45 years. Amen. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve, nor pay us back in full for our wrongs. Isn't that a tendency? You know, uh, you be careful, the devil will say, well, you deserve what you're getting. And when, and when we're believing for other people to, to sit in judgment and other people and just say, well, they made their bed, let them lie in it, they deserve what they're getting. Now, God will allow the consequence of our choices, but you know, but he hurts when we hurt. If we made a wrong choice, that's not to his. He does not delight in that. What he does as a parent, uh, as a father, the Bible says that he disciplines those that he loves. One translation in this says, uh, well, this translation literally says, the trouble you're in is not, is training. It's God allows you to learn that he loves you and that he has a better way that he, that letting him love you is better than not than rejecting his love for your life amen praise the lord as high as heaven aren't you glad you're not paid back in full for our wrongs now it didn't say you can get paid back for your wrongs amen how many of you ever been paid back it's back here, you understand? Back here. Anybody ever been paid back? My daddy loved me. We didn't have no time out in the corner count to ten. It was like, get over here. We're going to fix this right now before this goes too far. It's easier while it's, while it's a seed before we let an oak tree go. Amen? You look at mama sideways and say, you know, and dad go, what? What that? What'd you say? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Don't have that today, do you? You got children taking their parents to court. Well, you know, I'm going to take my children to court too, the eternal court of God's justice. God, you love them, you're for them. We're going to go through the trouble with them. We're going to keep on loving them. We're going to believe the best of them. We're going to help them where we can. We're not going to hurt them, but we're also not going to fix everything every time and take the place of you. We're going to let, we're, 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 everything's going to be working towards their ultimate good, which is to, which is to accept and believe the love of God that, you know. I mean, we've had our grandchildren and children just say to us, you know, uh, uh, I remember uh, one of them said, you always say that, Daniel, we say, They'd tell us their situation, and Nana would go, well, just trust God. I'm going to pray. Amen. I'm thinking about M. M said, uh, Nana, uh, if she became a Christian, she said, Nana, would you teach me how to pray like you pray? Because when you pray, God does things. <laughs> Amen. Are you listening? God turns everything. As far as the sunrise is from the sunset, he has separated us from our sins. So this is an act of faith. 
You know, it's not a feeling, it is an act of faith. How many of you times where the devil comes and reminds you of your sin? God does not remind you again and again or accuse you of sin. That's why we don't remind people and we don't accuse them again and again of where they messed up or or not hit it on the head. You know, you got to love people. Love covers a multitude of sin. Has to cover a multitude of sin doesn't keep a laundry list amen you're not going to win folks you're not going to win your family by bringing up well you did this and then down it goes remember back when you know 1967 when you said that we were in the laundry room remember you said that you accused me of this give it up amen move it move along As parents feel for their children, God feels for those who fear him. I'm glad that Jesus came, lived as a man, lived lived life here on this planet, and he is touched with the feelings of our humanity, of what it's like to be a human caught in the middle of a, a war, For your heart and your soul and eternity. Jesus knows how you feel. Sometimes other people can never know. But Jesus knows how you feel. And love becomes the lifeline. You know. Uh, Love is the lifeline. And you can feel the love of God. I don't go by feelings. But I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you what now. I, I, I love the freshness of the of the presence of God there are times when God emphasizes his words to us there will come the presence with the promise maybe not the provision immediately but the presence is the provision the first release of the promise of God Pastor Ron if you would come uh, sir and we'll go ahead and wrap uh, Wrap this up. I did want to say this. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say that God deals, God deals with us according, thank God, to his compassion and not our acts and our failures. Thank God. So, so much more than if we're supposed to be being like Jesus, then do we need to do the same thing for others. Amen. That how great his compassion is towards us, then we need to have and show compassion towards others. Amen? Um, you read that little statement there. Well, uh, Dietrich. Yeah. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this, we must learn to regard people less in the light of what they do or omit to do and more in the light of what they, more in the light of what they suffer. In other words, with compassion. It's always more than, you know, there's always more than, uh, than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. You know, people do what they do, and, and it's the fruit, though, of a root. Mm-hmm. It's the fruit of a root. When people, you know, uh, um, people are going to pass through our life. Some stay longer than others, but we're all just passing through life. And people come, people go. Amen. Our only obligation to them, the one debt that we should and do owe, is to love them. Because we've been so loved, we owe them, we should love them. And we should understand that. Not be so quick to be critical or mean. There's a reason why. Well, you know, hurting people hurt other people. Unsettled people can never settle there. And they unsettle, try to unsettle, settle people. People that don't know how to be loved do not know how to love. Amen. Sometimes they just, how they've been hurt, how they've been loved, how they... That's what they do where other people are concerned. You can't blame them. 
Love does not blame people. It has compassion. It's merciful. It has. To, it is obligated to be kind. Your loving kindness is greater than life. You know, a lot of times God say, "Don't take it personal." I can't help them. They won't let me help them. Was it squirrels running around in the attic somewhere? You know, it said when Moses, when Moses asked to see the glory of God, God told him, "I will cause my goodness, loving kindness, compassion to pass before you." You know, the glory of God is displayed in His compassion. You know, so. How then do we need to have and see the glory of God? Show more compassion. Let the love of God live in us and through us. Amen. Is, is God good? You know, people people have been lied to. They don't believe that God is good. See, and people want to know: Is God good? How are they going to see that? Because we're kind and compassionate towards them. That even. Even, you know, when we're, when they're bad, you know, we still treat them good. We still love them good. We still look at them. You know, what do we say a lot of times, you know? We'll treat people like a ten even if they act like a two. You know? Because Jesus took a lot of twos and brings them to tens. But sometimes people, you know, I mean, they uh, is ready to be dedicated. Amen. We're coming, honey. Uh, Jesus treats us like a ten. I always believes the best, you know, even when we're at our worst. And we need to do that where our family is concerned. I'll guarantee you this. This is a strong promise. It has a provision. There are plans. God, it comes out of God's purpose. You and your house shall be saved. So I want to pray a prayer today. I'm going to let Mama do that over those maybe that are watching. Uh, you're not saved uh, um, yourself. Let's start with you, and then let's work on your work on your family. There are those that that you are listening today. Perhaps you're really having a tough time because things have gone south, so to speak. Uh, and you can't see any way that God can turn it around. Let me tell you the love of God. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that causes people to turn, change their mind. So it's the loving kindness and compassion and mercy of God. Jesus knows how you feel. Amen. He's touched by that. And he wants to touch your life right now. Why don't you pray? So don't forget, you know, get your prayer list in the prayer box. And then thank God for what he's already done in your family's lives. Amen. Thank him for it. Believe God for it. And then ask God, give you wisdom and how you can show compassion to your family or loved ones. And like we shared with you before, some may be distant. Maybe you can't even have contact with them. Then show love and compassion to others around you. And God will send people across their path to witness to your family that you cannot get to or that don't want to hear anything that you have to say. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you, God, today. And if there's anyone here or under the sound of our voice, Father, that right now that if they need Jesus maybe for the first time or to come back to pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord, come into my life. Come into my heart. I believe that you died for me. I believe your blood was shed for me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to come and be Lord of my life. Be Lord over everything in every area. And today I receive you to come into my life. And I am changed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now if you prayed that prayer, maybe you're here or you're watching. 
we can give you a special packet you just get with one of the ushers or they'll have people up here afterwards to pray with you or for you or contact the church and we'll be glad to mail you some information that will help you in your walk with God you know God is a good God God wants you blessed he wants you saved and he wants all of your family and your children's children to a thousand generations so remember the choices that you make and the life that you live does matter because your family's watching others are watching let our life tell the story of Jesus's love and his compassion that's what will draw them on into the kingdom of God amen and that's what it's all about people for our life so that when we stand in front of God that God will say well done faithful servant well done faithful servant and let love be the lifeline you know if someone is drowning you would throw them a lifeline let love be the lifeline and refuse from your side of things to ever withdraw that until they are safely connected and tied to and they're pulled to safety into the loving arms of the loving God. Listen, we thank you for being with us today. As always, our prayer for you is that during these times of trouble and turmoil in the world that you would have a heart that's at rest because I want you to know this and the Lord wants you to know that because of his love you are so very blessed and you will be protected and provided for in the loving arms and the grace of Jesus. Till the next time. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.